This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. I'm Shuad Kutin. With me, Tan Chung Han. And uh, it's time to look at some of the pressing matters on uh, in our society at this point in time. question is uh, security in crime. Now, last week, uh, Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad announced that the government will repeal security laws such as the Security Offences Special Measures Act of 2012, SOSMA. SOSMA, of course, replaced the Internal Security Act. Human rights NGO Swaram uh, or Swaram Malaysia has welcomed the announcement calling for the government to, in fact, implement a moratorium of the use of SOSMA pending its repeal. On the line, we have Swaram Executive Director Sivan Dorisami. Thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning, Sivan. Uh, there are a lot of people concerned about crime in this country. Some of them actually think that SOSMA and other such security laws um, ensure that uh, you know we live in a society where law and order is respected. But before we get into uh, th- those criticisms of the repeal, could you tell us what are the issues that have arisen from such security laws? Uh, morning, uh, Sharad. Thank you very much. Um, Sharad, um, the opinion is ongoing on the general public, how much they know about SOSMA and what is their opinion on SOSMA. But uh, the big question is how much they really know what SOSMA is. And many people saying that um, you have to uh, arrest people under SOSMA, the crime-related counter, a part of the counter-terrorism measurement. Uh, but they don't know SOSMA is not a chargeable act. It means you can't charge someone under SOSMA. All SOSMA can do is uh, detain someone for 28 days in, 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 uh, as a remand, uh, part of the remand order. And then they have to charge uh, the suspect with other laws. And the, uh, uh, with a penal code, they have to use the penal code and charge them. So you have these penal codes, Chapter 6, 6A, 6B, and T, and TIPSOM, AMLA, and all these laws they will use to charge you. Okay, so Stephen, uh, so uh, this is Han here. So break it down for us then. So you have SOSMA on one hand, and you said it is not a chargeable law. Then what about the likes of uh, POCA, that's the Prevention of Crime Act 1959, and also POTA, Prevention of Terrorism Act. Are there overlaps between SOSMA and these two other acts? Yes, you still can use for POCA and POTA and all other um, uh, offences, you still can use penal code and also uh, 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 criminal procedure code. Uh, So what I'm saying is you already have the other laws to use to counter, uh, I mean, to use as part of the security laws. But the using of detention without trial is is open for uh, abuse of power. And we have uh, many cases uh, such, uh, not only uh, under POCA and uh, SOSMA, we have been recorded this during under uh, ISA and also emergency ordinance EO. Both laws allow the authorities to detain you without trial. The important notion here is, is one, you have a suspect, you do the investigation and then provide uh, the evidence and charge them in the court and let the court decide. Uh, someone must be plead guilty, uh, innocent until uh, plead guilty. And then the, the responsibility is with the court, not with the authority. So SOSMA law is, uh, is not an investigative law. It is a punishable law. So it means you just punish them for 28 days, keep them inside, and then you do the rest after. Uh, Sivan, sorry, can I interrupt you at this point? Could you give us an, a concrete example of misuse? 
Okay, we have two uh, classic cases. One is a Siti Nur Aisha case. Um, the court dismissed the case with the reason uh, no prima facies. Uh, Siti was uh, arrested under SOSMA, and then subsequently she, um, the police used POCA to uh, remain her arrest. Uh, she was re-arrested under POCA, so initially it was SOSMA, then POCA, although the court dismissed the case. And then the DPP applied uh, uh, re-appeal against the decision, and she was subsequently sentenced for five years in jail in December 2017. Later, uh, they appealed against the decision, and then the court reduced the sentencing to two, three years, and City was released 22nd March 2018. That, that's not all. And then after that, the police used POCA again uh, against uh, City in Orisha. So there was a SOSMA, POCA, SOSMA, POCA. So that's really a clear case of misuse of power. Uh, once you are charging someone in the court, let the court decide. And then when the court decided, okay, she already served the sentences, she's free to go, no. After that, the police reused the poker against her. And now she's uh, serving the restricted residency in, uh, in, 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 in back her hometown. The other case is also a case of Azmi Jalani. High court in its decision said Azmi Jalani not guilty. But he was immediately re-arrested under SOSMA, and then the investigation continues. And the DPP re-appealed his case against the decision, and which is ongoing now. So all this while, they are detained, they are inside, although the court uh, said they are not guilty. Or the, uh, and in City's case, he already served the detention. So... Uh, Stephen. In other cases, yeah. Okay, well, so uh, thanks for highlighting those examples there. And now, the, those examples that you that you gave, I mean, are they reason enough to repeal SOSMA? In other words, help us consider the other side here. Is there any justification for SOSMA to remain? Uh, you've got the previous federal government who highlighted, for example, the threat of terrorism here in the region. So SOSMA is seen as a useful tool in the bid to counter that threat. So is there any justification for SOSMA? Uh, I mean, it, it says to be a part of the counter-terrorism, but you can have a security law uh, with the judiciary as an oversight body. So you can't have a blanket uh, law that allows the authority to, uh, to, to use that in the name of counter-terrorism. Uh, and then this securities law, this uh, detention without trial law, is open to uh, abuses. We know uh, initially the previous government promised that SOSMA won't be used or Polska Pota won't be used against human rights defenders or whistleblowers. But they, we know uh, the case of Matthias Chang and also Kairudin, they arrested under SOSMA. And also uh, um, um, Maria Chin also was arrested under SOSMA. So this is totally abusive, abuse of power. So when you have a law that can be abusive, can be manipulated, and why you need to use that law. Um, so that's uh, one thing. Uh, uh, Sivan, sorry, yeah. Sivan, sorry to interrupt you because we're in the remaining time that we have. I understand there's a problem of juveniles uh, who have been uh, detained using these laws. Could you tell us, I, I believe there's over 150 uh, young people, legal minors, who have been detained under such laws. Yes, Gerald, uh, Sharad. Uh, we posted this question in last uh, parliamentary session with the previous government last year, December. For our surprise, uh, the Home Minister said there was like 150 over uh, juveniles were detained under SOSMA and POCA. 
come okay this is a law supposed to use against hardcore criminal but how can be a 17 years old 16 years old juvenile can be a hardcore criminal and then the call for uh, we, we constantly calling to the new government to release the juvenile under sosman poka if the police have a strong evidence charge them in the court so this is a totally violation against a child violation a human rights violation um we have one classic case ang uh from um uh, clang he was eye witness he's 16 years old and he was eye witness of a death in custody of balamurugan and then he was uh, he was arrested for other reasons because he was a eye witness he was arrested under poka so he was uh, now he's serving uh, house arrest or we call it a restrictive residency still on uh, the electronic device is fixed to his leg for uh, for the monitoring so he's now 17 he's already one year Right, Stephen. So thank you again for highlighting all those examples. And with the uh, last question here, look, while public understanding in terms of these laws may be lacking, I mean, ultimately, in your opinion, can Malaysians feel safer or will Malaysians be safer with SOSMAS repeal? uh definitely all we need is we need to uh, revamp the police force make it more professional because a lot of corruption in the police force and then we don't have a oversight body for the police that's why we keep on demanding for ipcmc um uh, independent police uh, complaint misconduct commission uh and then we also need uh, a check and balance within the police force uh so that's most important and as a whole of society they use this gangsterism uh to curb the gangsterism but it is it's not a straightforward you can't just use these laws uh and then you say you have a, a reduced crime rate that's that's not uh, correct so we need a total revamp on the within the police force and also you need an ipcmc uh, oversight body Uh, and then make the police uh, more professional in in terms of uh, investigations so we have uh, many cases pending and then we see uh, the swakams inquiry ongoing in the pastor remons uh, abduction case or disappearance we call it and forced disappearance look at the police answer the Thank you so much, Sivan. Sorry, we ran out of time. That was Sivan Dorisami, Executive Director of Swaram, a human rights organisation. We'll be back with more. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.